Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters from Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week, we read Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume 1. Yeah. I almost forgot what we read, because now I had a panic. <laughs> Happy Halloween, by the way. Oh, I was going to read it in the Halloween voice, and I didn't. I didn't do the intro in a Halloween voice, Kevin. Welcome. Um, we can restart. No, nah, <laughs> it's good now. The, the moment has passed. Okay. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. Again, I thought a pretty good Shonen Jump this week. Again, I would say nothing really stand out. No, there was a couple of things that really bothered me about some of the bottom chapters, but I could agree with that. Definitely nothing stand out, like nothing made me go, hells yeah, I'm so excited, but it is all very good. Shall we just jump into it then? Starting yeah. with Mashal, Magic and Muscles, Chapter 36, Mash Burn Dead and the Cream Puff Celebration. Did you continue to enjoy your cream, your hands in the air joke? Yes, I okay. did. I still really like, especially because they did beat the dead horse and like, it was like one panel of it and then they were done. Yeah. And I was like, totally fine. Like that, that worked for me. I'm glad you did not continue it too much longer where it's like, okay, okay, we can, we can like calm down now. I certainly did not dislike the joke in the last week, but I thought it played way better with a beat of a week before yeah it came again there are some cream puff jokes that's very mashal to be honest i'm a little surprised at how quickly we're getting back into conflict in this series i expected there to be more celebration and a bit of a beat mm -hmm. and i like i said last week i'm not super thrilled about this new conflict it's mm -hmm. just kind of confusing to me i did really like the end where the villain is like oh man is the guy i need mashal no it couldn't possibly be it's like, yep. I'll kill him, and he picks up a rock to use a weapon. Meshul's like, did you just lick a rock? <laughs> yes, because he does lick the rock. Uh, and I really love that, where he was like, did did you just lick that rock? And just Mashal's face of like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I don't really know that I had much more to say. It was a pretty breezy read. I mm -hmm. enjoyed it. I Like I said, not super sold on the conflict yet, but the humor bits really worked as they have yeah. with Mashal. And like I keep saying, I do feel like it's finally really hit its stride in balancing those. Yeah, I really liked the cream puff on the crown of thorns or the cream puffs on the crown of thorns when Mashal accidentally sneezes and launches all of the cream puffs at the bad guy who has a crown of thorns and all of them hit the crown of thorns. So he's just wearing a crown of cream puffs and Mashal's like, can, can I get those back? <laughs> all right. That will bring us to One Piece chapter 993, The Dream of Wano. What did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? I really liked, again, the stuff with Kaido and the Red Scabbards. Like, that was really good to me. Especially with him being like, because we've kind of known Kaido is looking for a way to die. But it's more like he's looking for a worthy death. Kind of Norse style of like, I want to... I want to fight a worthy opponent, and so he's been hanging out in Wano because Odin was the last dude who ever wounded him, I guess. And so when the Red Scabbards are fighting him and they manage to, like, cut into his wound, he's like, I saw a glimpse of Odin, but you're not him. You didn't even manage to completely reopen this old scar. And he gets kind of upset and is like, all right, I'm just going to kill you all now. Yeah, I am sort of cursed with this chapter of One Piece because I recently consumed some criticism of One Piece by a YouTuber called Totally Not Mark. He is a Dragon Ball 
YouTuber, mm-hmm. but he just he'd never read One Piece and he decided to go through it all because he was getting kind of tired of Dragon Ball gotcha. content every week. And he is very nearly caught up. He's been doing about a story arc a week and he just finished Whole Cake Island. Okay. And in his most recent video, he talked about Odai's paneling and how in the early chapters, it's super, super good. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you'll still get a chapter where it's incredibly well done. But he, his criticism is that in modern One Piece, Odai is really trying to rush through the story. Mm-hmm. And so the panel structure often suffers from that. And it makes for incredibly, incredibly dense chapters like this one. Mm-hmm. But they're not always good. There are panels in this chapter that you could probably stretch out into an entire chapter. And on one hand, that's a good thing because it makes the chapter incredibly dense. Mm-hmm. But on the other, it makes it feel like you're really going through stuff quickly. Like in this, we have Queen unleashing a plague that turns you in, that like basically freezes you. It's called an Ice Oni plague. So maybe it turns you into an Ice Oni. I don't know. I think but, it, yeah, because I think it did have people transforming into like Onis. But again, we only get a panel or two of that. And yeah. that could have been an entire chapter to build up Queen's threat. There is the hilarious guy who has the ability to turn his hand into a gorilla and then use the powerful gorilla punch punch. Yes. Which, again, he could have been maybe not an entire chapter, but a good chunk of one. But he is just there and gone almost instantly. Did, well, did the, I don't think the gorilla guy got defeated or anything. I think we are done with him. Or he's going to be kicked down to a lower character. Yeah, that's fair. But, like, it's not like he's totally gone. We also have the stuff with the scabbards, which is super good, and I think would make a good through line regardless of what was else was going on in the chapter. Mm-hmm. And also, Yamato's back. That's exciting. But again, just to set stuff up. Yeah. And there's so much going on that I really did think, yeah, it kind of would be good if we slowed down for a little bit. I can understand where he's coming from with that, and I do kind of get that. But I also understand... One Piece is running, been running for a long time, and Odai is like, I'm starting to have health problems. Yeah. I'd rather not suddenly be able to not finish this story. So I'd rather finish the story, even though it's like, oh, come on, you could expand on that part and expand on that part. Like, do it in your own head. Yeah. Well, and even he was like, I understand why Odai wants to do it this way. Mm -hmm. But as a fan, I can't, like, for Odai, yes, obviously, but as a fan, I can't help but be disappointed that we could have more One Piece and better One Piece. And we don't. And I can see the criticism from both sides of the coin, which is why I bring it up. And why I say this chapter is cursed, because that idea was put in my head right before I read it. Uh, Not immediately before, like a day or two. But certainly it was on my mind and I wanted to bring it up because this chapter actually seemed to exemplify that problem really well. In contrast to last week's chapter, where we have that incredible two page spreads done diagonally. Yeah. Where you could not have done better paneling work on that. Yeah. So it was just something that was very much in my head throughout this chapter. And it's super weird that we've been in this arc for so long, and yet it still feels like it's all flying by. There is stuff I really liked about the chapter, too. It ranked very high. I didn't even talk about that, but I love that Luffy still, like, pops for Jinbei. Like, Jinbei shows up and punches a guy, and Luffy is, like, doing the same exact thing he does every time Jinbei shows up. I'm just yes. like, yeah, Jinbei! <laughs> I can't. I hope that in 200 chapters, Jinbei shows up and does something, and Luffy does that, and he's like, I've been on your crew for, like, a year! <laughs> that was pretty good, and both Sanji and Jinbei being like, no, Luffy, stop trying to fight people! You have to fight Kaido! I, I really love how Jinbei is, like, aware enough to understand what the problems with the straw hats are, but he's still the new guy. And so he's like not aware to the extent Yeah, of like, he shows up to like, Luffy, you must conserve your strength. And so she's like, no, I'm here to make sure he's, 
Francis. He's like, I've been babysitting him. You get out of here. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, wait, you're also like, yes, we've been traveling with Luffy for forever. We understand his quirks. It's like, yeah, just be careful. If he gets a chance to fight, he will take it. Yep. And again, from the other side of the coin, incredibly dense chapters, you certainly can have the opposite criticism, right? Of it feels like nothing is happening in a chapter. Yeah. We talk about that all the time, which is never a problem with One Piece because of that density. Yeah. And like, yes, I could understand that. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he could have made a whole chapter over that. But then there's the question of, well, well, actually, could he? Like, that's one of the issues I feel like that happens with the anime that I, I kind of just stopped watching is because they just start extending these things and extending these things. And it's like, that's not necessarily good. Like, sometimes I do like the density. And yes, I, I do understand the flip side of it of, you know, like, I wish you would have expanded on that a little more. And I totally get that. But at the end of the day, I can easily rationalize to myself. Now, I just want him to, like, finish the story. Yeah. Like, of course, yes, I would love more One Piece. So please continue it forever. But that's never going to happen. So I can be like... I'd rather not have this be one of the series that just kind of doesn't end, you know, like how I'm feeling with Hunter Hunter, where it's like, I, I'm really interested in what's going on, and I'm really doubting that I'm ever going to find out. Yeah, and again, with the health issues, I agree with you. We should get through it. It's just, again, I was paying attention to the paneling, mm -hmm. and there's a big difference between a manga chapter and an anime episode, obviously. Yeah. But one of them is, as we talk about, in, in anime, you have to worry about time. Yep. And manga, you have to worry about space. Yep. And adding another panel that's extra detail is not the same as adding an extra minute that's just a long shot on this character. True. Where he's not doing anything. And also, I can't help but make the comparison to Naruto, which when we go back to early Naruto, I talk about how much better the art is, mm -hmm. and how good the paneling is. And by the end of Naruto, I was really like, okay, I guess these guys are fighting. Like, I, I won't go as far, far as to say it's illegible, because certainly it's not. But if you compare it to the early stuff, the fights are a lot messier. And One Piece is not to that, is not degraded that much yet. But now that the idea is in my head, it's hard not to make the comparison. I'm wondering if that's, and this would be something to run through a lot of those extremely long-running popular series, if that's just something that tends to happen to mangaka, where they start off with these lofty ideals, but eventually kind of get beaten down into not meeting them every time. You know what I mean? Like It's tricky because Naruto is such a long-running series, right? Yeah. There aren't many action scene series that go that long. Yeah. Um, there's almost nothing to compare it to. Because like the obvious one is like, well, how is Dragon Ball? Dragon Ball doesn't really have that problem. But also, Dragon Ball is so much shorter comparatively. Yeah. Like, so maybe something like Slam Dunk would be good to go to. And I don't even think it's a lofty idea thing. I think it is a health thing. I think it's a matter of you can't draw as much. And also, you get distracted by other projects like your anime. And you're not as hungry also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess lofty ideals wasn't the correct... Yeah, no, I know what you're going for. I'm yeah. just trying to iterate on the point. Yes. Again, I, these are just ideas that were going through my head in one piece that are kind of irrespective of the chapter specifically. Mm. But I also don't know that we zoom out on series often enough in this podcast. Except for when we're reading, you know, full volumes. Yeah. So I wanted to take the opportunity. Is there anything else you wanted to say on it? No. All right. That brings us to Chainsaw Man Chapter 90, Superpower. Chainsaw Man is weird, Kevin. Yes, Chainsaw Man is very weird. I like this chapter. I, I, I actually did like this chapter. It, this was a good weird as opposed to last week for me was just a, a weird weird. Like, this was... That was interesting, and uh, what really sold it was Pochita 
Yep, Pachita's <laughs> back for the first... Have we seen... I feel like maybe we've seen him once since the first chapter, but I'm not sure on that even. I think so as well. I think we've only... But yeah, Pochita's finally back, and him in that last page where... Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, listen, power, you just like eat me and you can save Denji. She's like, okay. And then immediately hits a small roadblock and is like, no, wait, Makiba, I'll follow you. Yeah. <laughs> and Pucci's just like, oh, God damn it. I, it's so weird, that, right? Because we were so tired of that humor 50 chapters ago. Yep. And we're like, please, please stop this chainsaw, man. But it's exactly what power would do. And it lands so well here. Yeah. As set up, it's amazing for this punchline. Yeah. Um, because it's, character driven right it's not just for a cheap gag it's the stakes are getting higher because of something she would absolutely do and you ride the high of oh hey power's alive and this is a reasonable explanation for why she would you know be able to have survived yeah immediately oh no power's evil yep yeah so really interesting weirdly interesting or interestingly weird i don't know which way to phrase those to best suit this chapter, but both of them apply. Anything else you want to say on it? No. There, actually, there is something else I want to say about it. Okay, sure. I'm not a fan of Ruby, as I've made clear a number of times. Mm-hmm. But it does get better in the third season. And a lot of snarky people who note that will say, yeah, because now Crow's here. And whenever something doesn't make sense, Crow will make fun of you for you. Um, <laughs> uh, and I do do think maybe part of it is that Pochita is here, like, to, like, he's an audience surrogate of, oh my god, power, right? Yep. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Alright, that will bring us to Dr. Stone, Z equals 171, staring at the same light. I actually really like this chapter of Dr. Stone. You talked about how liking you like the last one, and this is what I hoped for with the last one. Yep. I just wish this is what the last chapter had been. That's totally fair. I also really liked this one, but I feel like that like when I was putting it on the list, I'm like, really? This is where I'm. I like. I really liked. Definitely my my two favorite scenes were the person coming up from below decks to see them playing around with bubbles. Like we're going to do science, and they're just making bubbles. <laughs> and like Chrome's first thing is great because they've made giant bubbles. And like Chrome's just like, oh, I want to play with giant <laughs> bubbles. Wait, why are you guys playing with giant bubbles? <laughs> I love how Chrome slots right in here, right? Because Zeno has already acknowledged, ah, you're a scientist too. Yep. And, like, he just shows up and is like, ah, I will do science too. And they're like, yeah, let's be science bros, the three of us. Like, you're you're just doing conjecture now, so you're not perfect, but you're on the right track. Yep. Well, and even then, he kind of does help them out a little bit because it's like, it's it's useful to have somebody else to bounce off ideas on, even if your ideas are, like... Even if none of your ideas end up being correct, you can maybe spark something, you know, me telling you, no, it doesn't work because of this. Oh, wait, it doesn't work because of this. Maybe it works because of this kind of. I just really like that Dr. Zeno is clearly evil, but he's not an asshole. Yes. He's like, oh, you are. Yeah, you're not on the same level as us because you didn't have a formal education because you grew up in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. You have the right mindset. and That's what's actually important. Yep. I honestly do not feel like. Zeno is, well, I guess it, Zeno feels more like lawful evil. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Where it's, yes, he is technically evil. Like you said, he's evil, but he's not an asshole. So it is that lawful evil of, I am here for my own goals and I will pursue them to the best of my ability. But if like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick you when you're down. I'm just going to use that to my advantage. Yeah. 
And Chrome is a nice stand-in for us, so we don't have to do the math, because yes. he, he doesn't understand it either. Yes. They just math behind him, and like, okay, here's where we're going. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there's no way he understands that level of math. Yes. I, I'm not sure I could do that level of math. I understand it, but I'm not sure I could do it. Uh, I At one point, I might have been able to, back when I was in college doing high-level math, but even then, like, I wouldn't be doing that in my head. Certainly not. Yeah, and after a certain point in college, it eventually broke down to, like, no, I can just kind of do approximations, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to treat this as, uh, instead of trying to figure out the mathematical equation of this building being hit with a gust of wind, we're just going to turn it into a ton of tiny bricks. And it's really easy to tell what happens when a brick gets applied, or a force gets applied to a tiny brick, and then you just add all of those together, and they work out. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on Dr. Stone? No. That will bring us to Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 18, Sosuke Hinojiki the Jinyo. I probably mispronounced all of those words, including the. <laughs> what did you think of Ayakashi Triangle? I really liked Ayakashi Triangle this week. I really liked the, just kind of the villain of this with the, oh yeah, I figured out that if I can like cause despair or pain or fear in these ayakashi then they taste better so he's become like a gourmand of eating because he eats spirits and so he's like i want to eat suzu but she's not done yet so that's why they have a chance to save her but at the same time it's like excellent if i kill matsuri in front of her that will get you know that will be the perfect seasoning yeah and like I've been saying for a while, I've really wanted Ayakashi Triangle to tackle a longer arc. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, this one is probably only four or five chapters, honestly, if even that. It could conclude next week. Possibly. But even then, I really like this setup. I like this villain. I like some more, like, background stuff on Shiragane, which is stuff we've been hinting at for a while. Yep. I think the whole chapter really flows together. Mm -hmm. I can, you know, do some comparisons to Yu Hakusho if I want to with, you know, the heroes teaming up to storm a castle. But it doesn't feel like a ripoff the way... It does when we talk about Flame of Wrecka, for example. Yeah, because even then, while it is, yes, the heroes teaming up, like, it doesn't have the same feeling of teaming up to, I mean, yes, they are teaming up to storm the castle, but that's, like, the classic thing. Yeah. Like, that's not, a, it doesn't feel like we ripped off Yu Yu Hakusho, we ripped off the archetype of, it's part of the hero's journey. He's invading the, the enemy general's castle. We're also at a point in this manga where we're early enough that we're not, creating foes for the secondary characters right yeah they are there but they are you know they fight the grunts while the main characters goes off to fight the villain yep anything else you want to say on ayakashi triangle that was brief but it's a pretty quick read and i also quite enjoyed it yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of battle stuff but i i really liked it that will bring us to hard-boiled cop and dolphin depth 16 high tide blues part two what did you think of hard-boiled cop and dolphin this week kevin I liked it. I think it it's put the murder mystery thing on hold for a moment. Yes and no, right? Well, I guess yes. because the legs, yeah. yeah. It, it's put the leg, so it's put that on hold. Yeah, like, okay. we're still on the mystery of what happened to this dolphin trainer, yeah, which I, I guess we do solve in this one. Yeah, that was what I was going to, like, conclude. I'm like, it, it's not put it on hold, but I see what you're saying. That's not what I consider the murder mystery, but it is the deeper mystery setup. You're yes. Right. They kind of throw a bone to that, though, with the lifeguard, right? And how mysterious he's acting now. Yeah. Now he's probably almost certainly a creature from the sea. Yes. Well, also the fact that all the townsfolk are like, we don't have a lifeguard. Or it's like, yeah. Well, they're not like, we don't have a lifeguard. But like, yeah, I never heard of that guy. 
Yeah, that's right. And it, you know, we've established a number of times it's a super small town. Everybody knows each other. Yep. And there's a scene with him and Shiro. I can't. I never, never remember. So, uh, Shirojima, I think. Shark. Yep. In the car. I just always remember him as Shark. That helps add to that mystery, and I like that quite a bit. I think it's a little too bad that we literally solved the mystery of this chapter. I think a little longer for it to bubble would have been good, because I actually really like the buildup to that conclusion. Yes. It kind of just gets thrown at you, like, oh yeah, and also he's part of that evil sea cult. A little bit, but again, to me, the bigger mystery is the legs washing up, and, and that, totally hasn't, that hasn't been solved. So this was like, oh no, then this woman washed up, and oh, she wasn't actually tied to the legs thing at all. That mystery's still going on, but we still have to deal with this, kind of. And like I said, I really actually appreciate the lifeguard may or may not be linked to that mystery, other than as an observer, but I really appreciated that bit to like build on so that when this reveal gets blown, it doesn't feel like we're done with everything. Yeah. And I really, really love the ending where Shark is just on the boat, like right after he pushes her off. He's like, hi, I'm a cop and I am here to arrest you. And by that, I mean, put you in an arm bar. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, I figured fair division of labor. I'll solve the human problem. My partner will solve the dolphin, the dolphin problem. problem. Yeah. I love that <laughs> final panel of her friend riding Orpheus. Orpheus. Yes, it was very good. And I did really like that where he was like, you know. You, you'll never save her, Copper. No, I won't. That's why I have my partner. I'll deal with you. He'll deal with the dolphins. Ah, uh, super, super strong. I yes. Thought. Yeah, and, really good. Anything else you wanted to say on it? No. Last but not least, we have We Never Learned question 179. X equals Queen of Thin Ice part two. I like this chapter a lot more than the first one, Kevin. Yeah, I, I really liked this chapter as well. And I really liked the first one, too, so... Like I said, I was pretty at on the first one. This one really recovered, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Base The basic plot is that he's getting better at teaching, and he and... Oh, I can't remember her name. Kirisu. Kirisu are in the halls when a girl comes up to them and is like, Hey, like, you get, do you have a lot of experience with girls? He's like, uh, no, why? Why do my students always hit on me in these alternate universes? <laughs> like, what about you, Kirisu-sensei? And she's like, oh, I can't tell you that. You have to discover it for yourself. <gasps> so mature! Yeah. She's like, yeah, I just have a crush on this boy. I want to figure it out. Yeah, and she was like, you're beautiful. You've probably had tons of experience with love. And Kirisu's like, internally going like, no. <laughs> oh, I love that we just see her being very serious. And yes. Be, and be like, yes, just not, you know, think on it all night and you will come to the answer. And then we cut to that night where she's like, help me, Yu-Gi-Oh! I've got this uh, romantic video game to try to learn about love so I can help that student. But I'm terrible at it. Yeah, because she's like, she goes through one of the choices and it's, you know, like, whisper to him suggestively, get closer to him, or because or, he's like, hey, should we work on our lessons plan together? Because I love that the video game is essentially their life right yes. now. Yes, it is specifically a game. Uh, it is the sequel to a game in which the teacher is attracted to her student and trying to seduce him. In this one, he has now become a teacher at the same school. <laughs> yes, I, I just I really like that. But he's like, you know, hey, should we work on our lessons plan together? And she's like, and no, she, we don't teach the same subject. Yeah, she's like, no, go do it yourself. <laughs> and Yugi is like, well, I guess, you know, obviously you tug on his clothing gently and look up coquettishly. Boys are super into that. <laughs> Uh, my favorite one is that they end on, you know, like slowly look into his eyes and slowly close them and lean in. And then the other option is like, uh, change the subject. Uh, are you hungry? <laughs> yes. And they're like, oh, he's like, she's like, thank you so much for helping me. He's like, oh, you're welcome. As he's staring at her and to get in the mood, I guess she has asked to wear his shirt. Sure. Yes. 
that's a we never learned thing to happen. Yes. And they're just there's like three panels of them just staring into each other's eyes. And I love that in the background is the TV screen with the option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> framed by them. It's just, uh, are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are. Yeah. That was really good. So, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Very, very strong, I thought. Anything else you wanted to say on it? It kind of had me rem- thinking about My Next Life as a Villainous. Okay. Just because of the the, the, the the romance game thing tying into the, I mean, it's her alternate life, but like, for whatever reason, that popped into my head because it was like, oh yeah, because it's like, real life is meeting with this video game. Yeah, it's that super common thing where, you know, the secondary story is clearly the same as the primary story. Yeah. It's just, it's very rarely been in the media of video games. Yeah. And but, specifically a, uh, a but, romance video game. Yeah, but they're so perfect for it. Because yeah. You have to make the choices. If that's all you have to say, I believe that will take us into Jump Card. Junk Card is the segment where we rank everything we read this week, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 19 chapters in all this week, because no My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 19, Kevin? I have me and Roboco down at 19. Okay. I got annoyed at the joke very quickly. Same. And it, that's what really pushed me over the edge of, this is going at the bottom. Because I think they took the... So they're making fun of the they're making fun of uh, Shueisha and Jump. It's very Bakuman esque. They even have a Bakuman reference in there, but they take to me they take the joke way too far. Yes, I totally agree with you, especially when they pull out the Undead Unluck parody after having just done a My Hero Academia parody. That's not very good. Yeah, well, for me even it was the so they're like they're making fun of that, and then it was the editor that was like, "These are brilliant." I'm yeah. like, really. I mean, it's an obvious joke to make. It went very, very low for me. It went slightly higher because I thought the jokes on the first page were actually very funny. And I was like, oh, me and Robico is actually going to do well this week. And then I kept reading and it did not. Gotcha. Um, I have a Gravity Boys at the bottom for actually very similar reasons. Okay. Of just the joke really wore on me. Yep. With the, you know, nipple haikus. Yep. Yeah. They, for whatever reason, they did not wear on me as much as some of the other ones, but they slightly higher for me. I think part of that, too, is expectation, because I've actually been liking a Gravity Boys a bit more lately. Yeah, um, and this is still technically back to that. Yeah, we had the weird fourth wall breaking radio chapter. Yeah. But then we had we jumped back to the regular storyline with the nipple haikus. Yes. Also, I don't know if this is an English release thing or how Jump is doing it as well. The comedy block we like to talk about is now very much in the middle of Jump, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to comment on that here. What do you have at 18? I have High School Family at 18, both chapters, because I feel like, especially with this being a dual chapter release, like, maybe there would have been some kind of tie-in between the two, but there isn't. Oh, I I think it was all entirely a scheduling thing, that this was a dual pr- chapter release. I don't probably. think that was artistic intent. No, but still, like, uh, what I mean, like, I w- would expect chapters to kind of flow in a somewhat linear fashion. 
even if you're going for a nonlinear storyline, you do not want just like, here is an episode, here is another episode. I, the, there doesn't really seem to be like nothing is ever getting resolved or. And Mitama did that too. And I think that's just kind of the nature of gag manga. Certainly they can go into story arcs. Mitama did at times. We're in one right now in a Gravity Boys. But early on, you don't want to. And this really strikes me as the publisher had two chapters ready and had a vacancy. And we're like, okay. To me, so or, at least with at sorry. least with Mantama, it even though it was like, here's an episode, something went on, but it felt like, you know, that sitcom episode where it was like, we resolved something. It didn't, to me, it didn't feel like anything got resolved in High School Family. They were, it was like they were setting up for a longer story arc that then didn't go anywhere. See, and I feel that way about every chapter of High School Family. I think yeah. it's one of its greatest well, flaws. It was just, so I also agree with that. Like all of the chapters have felt not connected, but it feels like this isn't even episodic. It feels like, you know, here's a start to the arc. Here's another start to an arc. Here's another start to an arc. Are, are you ever going to continue an arc? No, here's another start to an arc. Although we did in this first chapter call back to stuff that had happened previously. We did. Established. So it's just reads to me more like they're threading characters and setting up stuff for long term stuff. High school family went a little higher to me entirely on the second chapter. I hated the first chapter of this. Yeah. But then the second chapter had some good jokes. It paid off on the premise. Again, it doesn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. but it works okay. I have me and Robico at 18. Okay. Because uh, I completely agree with you about the joke wearing thing. I just really did find how brutal they depict, like, the Shonen Jump office. You know, it's full Acme murder cartoon. Like, I, you got the writer who literally has a sword stabbed with him, and the point of view editor is like, yeah, I love working at Shonen Jump. Every, all my coworkers are super happy. And like, another new artist quit. Is like, burn him, throw him in the furnace with others. Throw him in the furnace with last week's issue. Yeah. <laughs> I I also loved the and that's when I was like I was I was liking it with the uh, oh no he died from overwork I mean clearly he got stabbed by that guy over there but we're gonna say he died from overwork yeah what do you have at seventeen I have a Gravity Boys at seventeen okay. that's where I have High School Family okay what do you have at number sixteen so I have Magluchan at sixteen this is kind of like. This is definitely a huge jump between this comedy block that I did not like and Magu-chan, which I liked okay, with the journey to the center. It's the incredible journey. Yeah. That's the that's the movie I'm thinking of. With they, they have to shrink inside Magu-chan to save him from his cold virus. That he got from Ruru from having a cold last week. Yes, only it's explained that it's not exactly that. It's like a weird mutated thing, but... I really liked the other, I forget the spirit's name now. I can never remember. The anime spirit just yeah. being I, really funny in this. I, I love, like I said, that's maybe my favorite character in this. I love yep. she's like, yeah, I have a device to shrink you, and she pulls out a Pokeball. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that hey. looks familiar. Well, because it's sort of pill-shaped instead of... Um, well, yeah, it's definitely serial numbers filed off. Yeah. But. Sorry, just to go with a Pokeball with the serial numbers filed off. I've been reading Tower of God, and one of the characters in Season 2 wields shinsu bombs which are pokeballs like they it's red and white it looks exactly like a pokeball and it's just like I, is no one gonna co- i mean tons of people comment on it but it's like yeah let me throw you know what is that it's a shinsu bomb no no i also really like the joke at the end of the chapter and again i try not to give stuff that's set up too much credence in a chapter where she is like oh he's romantically interested in her yes that was all like <laughs> She was the best part of this chapter. I, I liked some of the other stuff, but she was, ooh, he's romantically interested in her. I have a new toy. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have Phantom Seer at 16. Okay. There were 
aspects of it I liked. It just it is starting to remind me of our least favorite ninja series, Tokyo Shinobi Squad, Mm -hmm. in the way it is kind of muddling through Mm -hmm. and the dividing the main characters into like that's fine to do that. But this chapter feels very divided because of it. Yeah. Even though I did kind of like the recontextualization of the girl phantom that the main character is looking for. Yeah. Like you said, definitely a big step up from high school family below it. Yep. Did not do a lot for me. What do you have at number 15? I have Mori King at 15. Look, look, that Vegeta joke got me so good. Okay. It, that was really good, but most of the rest of it was just kind of okay. So, Like, me and Roboco needs to take fucking notes and do its reference jokes like that one. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Not really. I don't have much else to say on it. I have Black Clover at 15. Okay. And this is the one I was surprised, like, ended up going so low. Because I didn't hate Black Clover this week. But again, it just felt like the Shonen stuff. I didn't think the, you know, I often talk about not liking Black Clover's fight scenes. Mm-hmm. It didn't have what I would describe as the Black Clover problem, especially. Mm-hmm. But it definitely had a messiness to it that I'm like, okay, so what's going on? Where did Asta get Yami's sword? That's a cool idea, but what? That made sense to me because he, the demon summoned all of the swords that he had in the book. Okay. And earlier on, Asta had absorbed Yami's sword into the book at okay. one point. Like, that was like, you know, ch- chapters ago when he was fighting with Yami, he I- absorbed his sword. Yeah, I missed that, but okay. I mean, it's like I said, it's stuff I like. I didn't hate the chapter. Yeah. It was just my least, you know, I was a little surprised it ended up this low, but it did. I actually really liked it, so we'll talk about it way later. What do you have at 14? I have our Blood Oath at 14. To me, this just kind of felt like another chapter of our Blood Oath. Like, the the villain's setup is kind of interesting, but at the same time, I'm like, we're vampires here to murder everybody because they're cattle. Yeah, like, I haven't heard a vampire say that before. Yeah, the villains are super boring in this. Like, and that's a serious problem, but especially here. I actually really like the, like, setup of, like, this is the vampire community, though. Yeah, and no, that like, was that was really cool. Like, I really liked the the new guy on their squad. Yeah. Being like, oh, being a vampire actually kind of sucks. Like, everyone is like, oh, yeah, you're all like Dracula. It's like, no. No, no, this kid is like Dracula. Yeah, well, you know, it was like, most of us aren't super powerful, so we're like humans with, you know, severe food allergies, essentially. And I love the old man who's like, oh boy, did you have you mastered your shonen anime powers yet? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have Magi-chan at 14. Okay. Uh, but I don't have our Blood Oath much, much higher, so. What do you have at 13? I have Phantom Seer at 13. Okay. Um, That's where I put our Blood Oath, so I'm curious why you put Phantom Seer above our Blood Oath. And I'm like, not saying defend yeah. yourself, I'm just... no. I think it was mainly part of it was actually explain like I liked the the beckoning hands talk and especially with them like when I was having trouble with the last time of like there's been serial disappearances of beckoning hands that doesn't that happen all the time and then it was no like ones that are being protected by families are being abducted okay yeah this like of course that was an answer but I really liked that imagery of the one spirit playing with the bouncy ball, but like it cuts to reality where it's like a bunch of bodies pressed together that it's smashing on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked that. All right. What do you have at number 12? I have Undead and Luck at number 12. Speaking of people going to jump. <laughs> well, more Bakuman stuff, because this is the chapter where they have to, I guess at the end of the last chapter, they revealed that the manga that 
the girl who hit, uh, Unluck. that Unluck likes, it, like, has predicted various things they've done. And they're like, we think it's being created with some sort of predictive artifact, but we want to find out. So you have to infiltrate Shonen, definitely not Shonen Jump. It would be Shoujo Beat. You have to de- infiltrate definitely not Shoujo Beat. And Didn't they actually call it Shueisha? They, yeah, but Shueisha owns Shonen Jump. Okay. So, but they also own yeah. other magazines. Yeah, but they were like, you have to infiltrate the Shueisha and, offices. And Shoujo Beat is their equivalent to Shonen Jump, or at yeah, least it used to I be. Gotcha. I don't, they may have changed the name. Either way. Because it's not nearly as popular as Shonen yep. Jump. So they have to write a manga. Uh, Nani's like, ah, I drew a manga in a previous life. It'll be fine. You just have to come up with a good character. Yeah, well, it's basically, it wasn't just that, like, he's like, I've done manga before, but I'm more of the, he's like, I don't have a good idea, but, like, you know, I've lived so many lives, I can do compositions and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff no problem yeah and there was a like the reason i bring up the bakemon stuff is they're like that heavy like yeah and we'll all help you like fill in tones and stuff with all the other characters which yep. it's not like they're on a super tight deadline they don't have to get serialized yeah i still did appreciate it i put it uh slightly higher because i have mori king at 12 okay again that like ah oh, yes i i need your pride as a uh say insect uh, <laughs> I was a, su- a insect raised on uh, by humans, and I also really like that joke about he's like, yes, I am willing to spare your family, and he's like, no, what if I made her queen? <laughs> that image. He's like, well, does that change anything for you? She's like, and no. She's like, no, and the both of the both Mori King and Shoto are like, yeah. <laughs> well, Mori King's like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's Shoto in the background going like, yeah, with this thumb up. What do you have at eleven? So I have Mission Yosakura at 11. I really liked it. This is a interesting thing where it's like we're learning more about Tenpopo. This girl has hair control powers like Psylocke, which is pretty cool. And this is going to be a combat test for Tayo's father-in-law and like one of the chair heads of Tenpopo are just meeting and they're like, how you traditionally see spies in this thing where it's like, it's kind of like that professor X Magneto Magneto feeling of like, yes, we're diametrically opposed most of the time, but we still hang out and have lunch every now and again, because even though we have different ideals and we're like on other sides of this conflict, we actually don't hate each other. See, I thought more as a, the, you know, the father of the Yozakura family is close to his goals. Like he is interested in his own thing. Like, I don't think they're necessarily enemies. They're definitely not allies, though. Yeah, I I was just trying to relate it to the fact that, like, yeah, they are they're not allies, but they're just having lunch together. And the Tim Popo guy's like, well, I want combat data on Tayo and I want combat data on this girl who has 100 percent use of the drug that we are like 100 percent compatibility with this drug that we've used like she's the only person so i want to get combat data on her so this is perfect we'll just have them fight each other and he's like yeah and i want to see my son-in-law yeah well i love that the one guy's like man you really just wanted to see your son-in-law didn't you it was like yeah i have undead unlock at 11 so what okay. do you have at number 10 so i actually have hardboard cop and dolphin at number 10 okay i i did really like this chapter and i kind of struggled with like I build my ranking list from bottom to the top. And when I was getting right around here, I'm like, I, I don't know where to put things. Like, normally I'm like, I like this thing. And this is where I hit a wall of kind of, I really liked all of this stuff. How many, I have to do 10 chap, you know, I have to go through 10 chapters and somehow place them. So I liked Hardball Cop and Dolphin, but it just ended up here. 
I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 10, which I also expect probably went higher for you. Mm -hmm. Well, it had to have. Yes. Certainly, I like the chapter. But again, I talked about, like, it's just reiterating that weakness I felt about, like, oh, maybe she's dead, maybe not. There was that, but for me, it was the, and I don't think you've seen barely any of the interaction between these two. No, and I still got a good feeling from that, which is why it went above quite a few other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, that... Like I, I, that's why I said I, I suspect it went higher for you because I yes. assumed there was some sort of emotional connection and there was good fight stuff. I like the ending. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it felt very middle of a very good issue of Shonen Jump. Yep. What do you have at number nine? I have Doctor Stone down at number nine. I did really enjoy it. I really loved a lot of those moments, but I just liked stuff above it more. I have Mission Yuzakura Family at nine. Okay. I think you kind of said everything I want to say mm-hmm. on it. I just appreciated the conflict and actually I there's one thing I really like the ending like that's a good reveal yeah yeah that was really good what do you have at number eight I have Mashal at eight good chapter laughed at the jokes I liked Mashal I I loved the it's truly this isn't the man that I'm looking for wait it is shit <laughs> and just Mashal with his ridiculous physics breaking strength of like he managed to deflect my shot by breaking the ground so hard my aim was off i have hell's paradise at eight okay i appreciated the build-up but there's just like a, a sense of space that was missing to it from me i got you like i i didn't realize this guy was on a ship already going out which i think was set up yeah but it just red is weird to me and now gabby mar is right on his heels yeah and like the drinking of the elixir of life it seemed like there should be more to that which maybe there will be it seems like, because as soon as the, after they had that flashback, they had, like, a weird, again, a weird television thing of, like, something happening to him. Yes. So, I'm expecting more to happen with that as well. I just liked, it went a little bit higher for me, I just really liked the guy, I became a monster slayer, and so I, I killed, I killed the boat with my sword. Like, I liked that, and it's this, like, Japanese thing of, you know, like, I cut down a wood dragon, which is kind of how you can interpret the i forget kanji well the kanji for the i'm trying to remember what keel keel of the boat thank you which was something really cool when he was like eventually i gave up on hunting people like that's that's not what i wanted to do and so he almost cuts the boat in half and then is like well i'm gonna leave because like i said earlier i decided to give up on this path but the next guy is gonna kick your ass (laughs) and i just like that moment of yeah, it's good. That's why it went high for me. And yeah. what it was a good chapter of show or a good issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah. What do you have at number seven? I have Jujutsu. <clears throat> I have Jujutsu Kaisen at seven. I liked really the moment that I liked was Itadori apologizing to the girl, even if she is dead, or as it's seeming more and more that she's not dead. But apologizing to her when he was like, I was about to give up. And I'm sorry that I almost gave in to that moment of weakness. I'm here to fight now. And I just really liked that moment of, especially with watching the beginning of the the anime where, you know, why why did you become a jujitsu sorcerer? Well, to, because my grandpa basically told me I should help people. And the principal being like, and we'll talk about this because this also happens in the volume, but the principal being like, that that's a horrible plan. Like you're going to let somebody else determine the course of your entire life. And just kind of him struggling with this through the whole manga. I have chainsaw man at seven. Okay. And I feel like I said everything I want to on that. Fair. But this is more or less what I want from chainsaw man. Mm -hmm. So here it goes. What do you have at number six? I have hell's paradise at number six. 
So That's I just where I have Mashal. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I just really liked that moment of, well, I'm gonna peace out, guys, but Gabamaro's gonna kick your ass, and just him like he didn't he didn't dive backwards off the ship, but I would have loved he dives backwards off the ship just as Gabamaro hops onto the railing like, hello, tag. tag. <laughs> what do you have at number five? I have Chainsaw Man at five. Okay. I nothing actually else more to say on it than we talked about it a lot when we were discussing it. I have Ayakashi Triangle at five. Okay. Again, liked it. So it goes, hi, I, I don't know I have anything to say either. Yeah. What do you have at number four? So I have Black Clover at four. Okay. Like I said, I really liked this chapter, and I really liked basically the talk about how Asta, it was like, Asta's still been training himself physically all this time, watching master magic swordsmen trying to gain their techniques. Even after he learned, you know, even after he gained anti-magic, he didn't fall back on that. He is still staying true to himself, and I just really love that moment of, like, I'm the perfect guy to fight you, demon, kind of thing going on, where it's like, yeah, well, you've got anti-magic, he doesn't have any magic, so even though you're stronger than him, he's been working so hard that, and I just, I, I love that moment of him, like, flashing back to all the dudes that he's fought with, especially the little Yammy cameo when he's doing one of the moves and just really liked all of that it's just like i say all the time with black clover it fell flat for me i saw mm -hmm. what they were going for yeah i i can appreciate it intellectually yep but it doesn't get me in the heart which is where they're aiming for yep and it's, it did me so that's why it went much higher for me because i actually really liked that moment the thing that's more interesting to me is the idea of the grimoire choosing asta independent of the demon inside well because and what does that imply well, to me, that implies, because it's basically, it's not like grimoires don't ha all have demons in them. No, but they all have some sort of sentience, right? Because they choose. Yes. But what I mean is, and like the the grimoire might have chosen him because he's the perfect match for Asta kind of thing, because the demon just got shoved into the grimoire. Yeah, but that made it a five-leaf one, right? Because the ones that are five-leaf are the ones with the devils in them. Demons, I suppose. Yes, so I so I do. It just made me want to be like, oh man, I would really like to know how Grimars work and like what their sentience is like. Maybe it'll get explained, and it might. That isn't a criticism. Yeah, that's just what I took from the chapters. Gotcha. Like, that's what I'm actually interested in. Get out of here, Asta. I don't care about you and your friends with swords. Four. I had Doctor Stone at four. Okay. Like I said, I really really liked it. It was exactly what I wanted from yeah. the chapter. What do you have at number three? I have Akashi Triangle at number three. Really liked all of it. Just nothing else to say over what we discussed. I have hard-boiled cop and dolphin at three. Okay. I was a little disappointed that the mystery didn't link cling longer, but like I said, they were setting up new ones, mm -hmm. and the ending was incredibly strong, and yeah. I enjoyed it for the entirety of it. Yeah. What do you have at number two? Have we never learned at number two? Okay. I I really like this chapter, but for me, it's the... It's the bits in One Piece with the Red Scabbards fighting Kaido that put it over the top. And see, I liked those bits, but I was expecting them, if that makes sense. I definitely liked Kaido's speech. It was really yeah. good. But obviously, these guys aren't going to be Kaido. Yeah. It would be actually way more interesting to me if, because Big Mom's here, the Red Scabbards were allowed to beat Kaido. Yeah. And, and that was Luffy's conflict with Big Mom. Yeah. Which still could technically happen. Yeah. 
Because Luffy hasn't even made it up there yet. So. But we're definitely not building to that. Like, One Piece is a anime that loves to edge you and that it gives you a villain. You just want to see Luffy punch in the face. And then it puts Luffy at basement 50 of a tower that he has to make all his way through. He gets, gets getting closer and closer, then he'll slide back. And you just want to see him punch this asshole in the face. Yeah. That's how One Piece works. So I fully expect and will not be disappointed when Luffy fights Kaido. It just would have been better, I feel, if the samurai were actually allowed to kill him. Yeah. And and who knows how it'll go. Well, and they even could, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. we could have a thing of Luffy gets up to the top of the tower, punches Kaido in the face, and is like, I I can't hurt him. Like, But, you know, we have the montage where he learned to shoot key blasts from the mafia so he can yeah. hurt Kaido. So that's what's set up. It, to me, would actually maybe be best if Zoro fought Kaido at this point because you keep talking about that two sword style that Oda or that uh Odin Odin was so good at and you know who has one of Odin's swords yep yeah so I like I like the fact that there's a couple different paths I mean there's the very obvious path that one piece is going but I'm definitely interested of he could do something different like it's you know not everything is exactly has gone exactly the way I've expected it yeah and that's not a critique of One Piece. Yeah. It's just that that's why this moment, that's why One Piece is number two to me. Because that moment didn't really hit. And the stuff I really liked felt like it was not glossed over exactly, but. Well, I, I think you were also affected oh, oh, by definitely. the. And that's why I brought it up when we were talking about yep. the chapter. At the same time, though, like it, when, if a critique is pointed out to you and then you realize it's real, it's still real. Yes. And I had been getting a sense, just like the word I would have used was messy. And I wouldn't have pointed out at panel layout specifically. Gotcha. But now that this has been called to my attention, I have a vocabulary for it. Gotcha. So yeah, and We Never Learn, like I said, was much, much better than last week. It was really what I hoped for. I love the, like, arrow game, like, romantic genre as, like, a concept. Yeah. And, like, again, like you pointed out, the joke of it being exactly her life, and neither of them commenting on it or yes. having the self-awareness yeah. is really good. And again, it's really that panel, or those couple of panels, where it's the two of them just staring at each other. Yes. And the way out is framed between them. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. No, that was really good. I did really like both those chapters this week, which I think for me, We Never Learned was last. It was for me, too. Okay. Oh, well, actually, I read Hell's Paradise after. But. I read Hell's Paradise and Ayakashi Triangle afterward because I have to... Yeah, log in. No, you can't read it. Oh. You can't read either of those on the app because they're considered 18 plus. Gotcha. And the app does not have age verification, unlike the website. So both of those I have to read afterwards. But I know the app sometimes rearranges some of the chapters depending on like versus reading them on the website. Yeah, we never learned it's been last for a little bit. I think Food Wars did a similar thing near its end. I think Shonen Jump just likes to put stuff that it knows it's going to end. Near the back. That's a good... So, for me, that's a great call. Because, like I mentioned, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where I was like, even when this was We Never Learned was kind of in the middle, but I was like, I literally saved it for the last chapter that I read, because I was like, I know I'm going to like this, so I want it last. Even if the rest of Shonen Jump is not as appealing, I can at least end on a high note. Yeah, we talk about this every once in a while but shonen jump isn't really published with the intent that you'll read everything right obviously that's yep. the hope yes 
but they know there are plenty of people who just pick it up for One Piece or My Hero or One Piece and Undead and Luck because they really like this new series or yep. they read most of it, but they skip the comedy stuff because that's for babies. Yeah. But from the perspective of someone that has to read it in air quotes all yes. the way through like you and me, having something to look forward to the end is great. Yeah. It really helps you get through a Gravity Boys. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about Shonen Jump, Kevin? Nope. We will talk about Jujutsu Kaisen then after the break. So we read Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 1 this week. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. It was kind of intentional with the anime, but also kind of not. If we were thinking more, we probably would have done it at the start of the month. Yes. It was a very odd experience for me because I've certainly gone back and read manga of anime that I watched and really like. Yep. But it's always a the anime, you know, traditionally it was when I was younger and I was watching it on Cartoon Network and they'd get to that point where they were out of new episodes and yep. then I would go to the manga. It's never been so quick, and this volume covers almost exactly what's been covered in the anime thus far yep. when we're recording this. Like, there'll be one more episode out when this episode is actually out. Yeah. There'll be one more episode of Jujutsu Kaisen out when this episode of the podcast is out, yes. I should clarify, to be more clear. But this one ends just before where the... I mean, I assume there's one more chapter that goes into that most recent episode of Jujutsu Kaisen than is here. Probably. I'm I'm a little behind on Jujutsu Kaisen right now, but gotcha. The and the anime ended with Sukuna playing with the curse, basically. Okay, and he gets the finger. Yeah, out of it, he like splits him in a bunch of pieces. Like ah, I was only trying to split you in two. Yep. So, which I imagine is one more chapter. Could be two because it's kind of a fighty thing. But you never know how anime is going to yeah, actually and, adapt. And I have read this before, but I don't. It's been a while. It's been a while because I read. I don't think I started reading Jujutsu Kaisen all the way through right when it launched. No, it was shortly after, though. It was like yeah. a month or two in. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember it's I was like... I over only, a year. Yeah. Oh, I just remember I was like, I just needed to get caught up on like eight chapters or something like that. Yeah. It is super weird, but like, I still feel not lost in Jujutsu Kaisen, mm-hmm. but because we didn't talk about it this week, the chapter name for Jujutsu Kaisen this week in Shannon Jump was the... Oh, again. Is the, it the Tokyo incident? Or no, that? I think it's like the Ishigami incident or something like that. Part 44. Yeah. It's almost been a year, this storyline. And like you said, we were actually very near the start when we started reading it. Yeah, sort of, yeah. But I expect the season, this season of the anime to catch up to where we yes, started reading. Yes, definitely. Line. Because we, I remember we started in the middle of the essentially what were the yeah. tuning exams. Yeah. I guess my point is I've read definitely the majority of the Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. And I still feel really lost with it a lot of the time. I think a lot of that is missing the start. Yeah. And that's really a big deal. Like, you don't know uh, who, I forget his name now, but uh, the big brother. Itadori's brother. Well, it, not, In yes and no. Yeah, well, I didn't think yeah. he was a literal brother. Yeah. I do like, though, that the other guy that's like, Itadori's his younger brother. What? That doesn't make any sense. Like, he thinks it's real. He's like, they don't look anything alike. Yeah, it's more of like, no, he's my bro. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. it's Sabo and Luffy and Ace. It's actually more like Frankie and okay. his underlings where they all call him big bro. I mean, okay. it, it is closer to Sabo, Luffy, and Ace, but it's more like that's why he calls him big bro is like 
because he's the second year. Yeah. And I, I'm also just suffering from real arc fatigue. I feel like this arc of Jujutsu Kaisen in particular, because mm-hmm. I have wa- enjoyed watching the anime. It's just a bizarre feeling to read this stuff when it's so fresh in my head. Yeah. And there are differences between the anime and the manga, but they're pretty slight. They are pretty slight. I feel like they could expound and change stuff a bit later, but I feel like anime, most anime have been going towards less at like a lot more faithful adaptations of things. And it's pretty common, the start of anime that even stretch out, like even if you go to early One Piece, Naruto and Dragon Ball. Yeah, they move very quickly. Black Clover is the one thing I can think of that tried to take the opposite track out of the gate. Yeah. And that backfired huge on them. Yeah. Although apparently, like I keep saying, I'm going to watch it eventually. Apparently it people picked it back up again. And maybe it was just over here in the West that people didn't really like it at the start. But I just remember everybody I talked to was like, nah, I'm done. Like those first four episodes are garbage. Yeah. Garbage. You know, maybe it does get better. I, it has to. But, but, because but episode the, five is not enough better that I wanted no. to watch episode six yes. when I tried to give it another chance. That, that's about where I cut off to. And I was like, it just it has to get better because it is seeing a lot of, you know, uptick in viewership. So I was like, it. I, I like the story. I really liked Black Clover. So I could see myself liking the anime and people do. So something's got to change. Yeah, it, it was just a odd feeling, yeah. like I said, because I it's. I didn't even take many notes because it's so fresh in my head. Yeah. And I don't even know that I really want to go through the plot. It's fine. It starts out with a very standard shonen first chapter, right? Yep. I like it. It's got a good cliffhanger at the end. Yes. um, Where it seems like it might be a swerve and this might be a very different series from what you expect. Yeah. And then it goes kind of right back on that. But for a first chapter cliffhanger, that's fine. Yeah. The one thing I would note is if I were going to break up the volume like if i were to have the entire series sitting in front of me and break it into volumes rather than just like here's the but like just publish the first chapter seven chapters som- comic style yeah you want the full story i would have stopped right after right before the last two so like chapter five when the cliffhanger is uh you know and the three students were sent to the school and one of them died cliff you know end yeah. of volume that's an amazing cliffhanger as opposed to... I think the one in this book is pretty good, honestly. The the one in this book is also very good. Like, I know how it goes, so that hurts it a little bit. Yes. But. Yeah, the one in this book is also very good, but I, I feel like that one would have been a more powerful volume ending. Cliffhanger, again, that's not how they do volumes, so... Yeah. And it's the weird thing of turning, you know, serial media into larger serial media. Yeah. Like, where every chapter is supposed to have a cliffhanger anyway. Yep. So, in theory, you should get a good volume in, no matter where you put it. Yes. Yeah, I... Talking about the weaknesses of Jujutsu Kaisen for a moment, I think the character design is very weak, and greatly saved by the art style. Yes. Because so many of these characters are... You know, the main character, you know, isn't exactly Ichigo in design. But he's incredibly close, and again, is saved by the design differences. His eyes are... Very different because the eyes in Jujutsu Kaisen are very different. Yep. Gojo Sensei is incredibly Kakashi. Yes. But again, because the art style is so different, it kind of slides off. I couldn't tell you who Fushigaro is, but I know I've seen that character before. Yes. He doesn't look unique or new. He wasn't in any of the recent chapters, but... Well, I didn't even mean from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, I see what you're saying. When I saw him in Jujutsu Kaisen for the first time when we were reading it, I was like, he reminds me of someone. I'm not sure who. Yep. 
but again, the art style really saves that because it gives a filter to all those characters. Yeah. And it's pretty good. I will often say that the fight scenes are the best thing in Jujutsu Kaisen, but in this first volume, they're not here yet, I don't think. Like, there's not a very good one, in my opinion. No. It's not like they're terrible, but knowing what this artist can do and with a little more experience under his belt, yeah, I find myself a little underwhelmed. There's also not too many fight scenes in this first volume. I think the real problem is that when they are, they're with monsters, right? Yeah. Whereas he's very good at human-on-human violence, which is why the curses get anthropomorphized. Yes. Even by the end of this arc, that's true. Yep. And that last fight where he gets his arms chopped off is probably the best one. Yeah. I will say I do like the curse design in Jujutsu Kaisen. I really like a lot of them feel very interesting and probably have... I'm guessing a lot more depth into the character design of like, you know, him probably thinking, all right, what would a curse of like this look like? Yeah, that's very fair. I think he puts a lot more work into his curse character design than mm-hmm. his main character's character yeah. design. Yeah, like one of my favorite curses is the guy who's got the tree roots growing out of his eyes that we haven't that we haven't seen in forever. But I really like the just the entire design of that guy. Yeah, and the main characters are fine, but I don't think any of them are really great. Itadori, as you would expect, is the most standout, but he's pretty generic shonen protagonist at the end of the day. Yeah. With, you know, a little more Spider-Man injected in him than normal. Yeah, he's definitely a little bit more of a reluctant hero. Well, you know, he's got a old mentor, parental figure, who's not actually his dad, who told them that he has to use his power for something. Yes. And that is his main motivator. Yeah. I'm really disappointed with Nobara, the female lead in this. I mean, she's got a lot of personality, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see a lot of utility in her, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not super interested in her. I yeah. This is what I would say. Like, I love that she has a shallow motivation. Yeah. But she's like, yeah, I have to be true to myself. And Fushigoro is slotted in not quite the Sasuke role, because he's not really a rival, but still a very similar role. Yeah. Uh, knowing his backstory, he's way more interesting to me. Yes. But that's not... That's you know, not revealed for hundreds of... Not hundreds of chapters, but... You dozens. Know, dozens of chapters. So... Oh. Like, Gojo is my favorite character yep. this early on. And, you know, he's not supposed to be, because he's the mentor. Yeah. You're supposed to think, oh, that guy's cool but you're not really supposed to care about his adventures. And I would almost rather go along with him to see what he's doing on his business trip than yes. these characters. That's fair. Which sounds like I'm being very negative to Jujutsu Kaisen, which is weird because I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, uh, we started this off by let's point out yeah. this particular talk of let's point out the weaknesses. Not the, the thing is, though, I'm now struggling. Like, What are the strengths of this volume? I don't know. Like, It's got some good moral messages. The bit where Nobara's like, ah... Uh, don't kill that kid, and Itadori punches through the wall to save her is pretty good. And I the, like that, and I also like that he misses the first time. Yeah. Like, and the joke where he's like, ah, it's not reinforced concrete. It's not, well, he's, it's not concrete. She's like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I do love how ridiculously powerful Itadori is for, like, next to no, like, they still haven't really explained it, why he's you know, Superman. Yeah, he's more Spider-Man. Yeah, he is. At throwing a shot put. He is, he is more Spider-Man. But, you know, why he's just this ridiculously strong. And it's just funny seeing people react to, like, I, I love the one scene where Fushiguro is chasing after him. 
And uh, he's like, wow, he's fast. And you hear two people in the background being like, oh, yeah, I heard he did the, like, 50-meter dash in under, like, 0.4 seconds. Like, what is he, a car? Yeah. Like, some of the humor's good. But again, I wouldn't say the humor is the strong point of no. the Jutsu Kaisen, right? It's sprinkled inappropriately. I suppose the part I like the most is his fight with the principal. And the principal's like, yeah, being an educator is about making the student come to realizations. Yeah. And, like, that's a pretty good training scene that's really a mental scene to talk yes. about Itadori's state of mind. And like you said kind of set up what the themes of the entire series are going yes because definitely there is a lot like that was why i liked last week's chapter of i forget the the villain's name but you know like you came at this fight half cocked like yes you have extreme physical abilities but you were still a kid you didn't have the right mindset and that's been a lot of jujutsu kaisen of you know you need to have mental fortitude in this in these endeavors and as a metaphor for growing up that's quite strong mm-hmm but like I said, in this first chapter, all we're doing is setup work. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Naruto ends starts with an excellent story. And this first chapter is pretty good. Yeah. It definitely gets the job done. It creates Sukuna as a pretty interesting antagonist in the background. Yep. A little hard not to compare to Naruto with the demon inside him. But again, they do stuff mostly in the very next chapter that we didn't read to yep. very clearly set that as a part. Yes. Again, Gojo is cool from the start as a cool mentor battle figure. And I guess that's the best fight probably is Gojo and Sakuna for their 20 seconds or whatever. 10, 10 seconds. seconds. Yep. In this volume, the, it, it also, I think doesn't do a great job of setting up the world. I don't know that it needs to, I'm not like, Oh man, I really would have liked more exi- exposition, but it's like, yeah, it's just the real world. Just, you know, some curses and a curse high school back here. You didn't see. Yep. It's not bad. It's just not strong world building. There's a bit of that, but, like, like, for the most part, I I do totally agree there's not a ton of world building, but I kind of like that it's like, well, because this is basically the real world, but people can't see curses. So people like, you know, people just don't know it exists. Yeah, I just meant that's not an aspect to latch on to, right? No. The only real bit of world building we get is the curse grade system, which is a pretty funny joke. Yes. But it does have that very, very common shonen manga problem of we start at the top. Which I understand why they go for that, because you want to start with, you know, extreme situations. But it, it can sometimes hamper your room to grow. And I think that's usually a limit on the artist. But, like, the, you, you, one of the reasons Yu Yu Hakusho ended was it got to the top of the power chart, and he didn't know where to go from there. Yep. Whereas, you know, in Dragon Ball Z, they got there and, like, I don't know, some aliens come, and they're even stronger. Yep. And then some androids. And then, I don't know, something ancient. Yep. But it always sort of, like, doesn't rub me the wrong way, but... Like, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just dealing with the top of it. And we're dealing with the difference between the 1% and the 0.1%. Yeah. Which, again, works when you get to that point. But it's the reason that when the writer of Yu Yu Hakusho did his next series, he's like, we're going to start at the 0.1% bottom of these. And by the end of the series, he's going to be ready to be in, like, the top 50%. And we're not going to get, and I'm never going to have to write that because my back will give out. Yeah, I do feel bad, but I do. I did like when they were talking about the threat levels. Yeah, it's at good the joke. start of the new arc, and well, the I was talking about in Hunter Hunter. Oh, where it was like, yeah, you know those Chimera ants that you were fighting? Those are threat level B. Like literally, we sent five people to deal with that problem, and they did. <laughs> These are you know you're now going to fight S level threats, <laughs> just to give you an estimation of how low on the totem pole you are. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I don't like being so negative because I enjoy it. Yeah. And like I said, I think the fight scenes end up getting really good. The curse design, like you said, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of that is on display yet. 
in no. this first volume. I do like this curse that he's fighting. Just the it's a very basic humanoid design, but I just I do like it. I also I both like and dislike this scene where they're fighting that curse, and Fushiguro is like, "Wait, what? How did something happen? My spirit dog should have." And he turns around, and just the head of the spirit dog is just stuck through the wall, or maybe into the wall. I can't exactly tell, but just in the wall. And he's like, oh, no, the dog is dead. And I was like, oh, no, the dog is dead. Yeah, especially after that bit. Like, oh, such a good dog. Yeah. <laughs> All the beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it's humanoid, which I don't love that curse design, but I agree with you. It's the best. And part of it is that it's humanoid, which lets him do so much more with the fight. Yeah. It reminds me of Akira Toriyama aging up Goku because he was so tired of like what he could do with the short limbs. Yep. I, although it's a much, much faster adaptation. Since yes. In the first volume, he's already basically made it. And it also ties into that very Japanese idea, but it's a further cultural idea, I think, now of, you know, it, monsters at their strongest end up being in human forms. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say about it? Because I think you like this series a bit more than me. And like I said, I'm struggling to point out high points or things I liked about it, which makes me feel bad. But it's a thing I've said about Jujutsu Kaisen. To me, it's just, you know, a shonen manga. And I understand Shonen Jump is putting all sorts of promotion into it because it's their new shiny anime. But yep. I don't think it's the thing that's going to, air quotes, save them as the Shonen Jump needs to be saved. Yeah, I would also totally agree with that. I The issue is I like the kind of mental background themes that Jujutsu Kaisen deals with through a lot of its series. And that gets you know hinted at here, especially with that principal fight of why do you want to become a sorcerer and like how we constantly go back into Itadori's head of like, why am I fighting this guy? It's a through line. And when you're reading a series week to week, whenever it pops up, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. That's what you're here for. But when you're in the first volume and you're just laying groundwork, yeah. I mean, it comes off as honestly a little bit cliche. A little bit. And so it's something that when like just looking at the first volume, it's very good. I, I liked it, but there's nothing super stand out about it. But one of the reasons that I wanted to go back and read it was I was interested in some of the stuff when we started reading it of like, I'm kind of interested in this stuff. So I want to go back and read it. And it didn't make me, you know, it's like, this isn't, it's not like, oh, this is my new favorite everything, but I still do like it. So it's definitely worth picking up the read. I believe everything is on the Viz app now. It there is. Was, okay. uh, I, actually, I'm sure if everything's on the Viz app, actually, but I'm pretty sure it is. I know they tr were trying to catch up. I think that I think they did catch up. I I could. It would surprise me if they hadn't, because like we said, there wasn't a ton. Yeah, there wasn't be... a ton for them to catch up. Yeah, and so I do think they got they got everything. Especially that would make sense, especially with the anime coming out. They mm -hmm. would be like, we want this series to be on the website so that and, we and can try and tie in. Hey, you like the anime? Maybe go read the manga. And, and more importantly, I think to them for sale. Yes. Sorry. Oh, and like we said. Stuff here is set up that will be payoff way later. Like we talked with Nobara, a bunch of stuff that in her recent air quotes death scene, because we don't know if she's dead or not. Yeah. Is set up here in her first appearance. Yep. Yeah. So good stuff. I do like reading it. Uh, it's not one of my favorite manga of all time, but after reading manga as a business uh, for a job, I guess, like I, th that's reading not manga critically. Critically, you know, I'm I'm forcing myself to read all this manga. I'm really not. But <laughs> this is definitely something of like, well, yeah, of course, not everything is going to be my favorite thing ever. But this is definitely something I enjoy. And that makes it totally worth it. 
Anything else you want to say on it? No. All right, that just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is that guy we were talking about way earlier, Uzumaki Naruto. Mm -hmm. The very bottom is that guy who's not even Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. The only reason we talk about him is he's at the bottom of the list. And dead in the center is Buggy the Clown. So I think, and I'm basing this mostly on art and a little on tone. I think the place to start, we're doing Itadori, right? Mm, Yeah, of course, yeah. Get that out of the way for clarification. Ichigo seems to be the character for me. Yeah, I was actually going to say that because we were even comparing him to Ichigo in our discussion of the volume. Mostly visually. Yes. Do you think he's better or worse? You're, again, more into this theory than I am. I think he's better. I like that Spider-Man aspect of, you know, he's got this great strength and he doesn't, like, he kind of, it's almost like he feels guilt-tripped into becoming a Jiu-Jitsu Sorcerer and then him struggling throughout the whole series of, is this what I want to be doing? How, you know, why am I fighting this guy? I don't want my friends to die, but... Is it worth all this pain and all this back and forth that he goes through on all of this stuff? So I think he is better than Ichigo because Ichigo is just kind of the standard like, I have superpowers, so I need to go help people. I agree. What about Asta? I think I like Asta more. Okay. I'm a little surprised, but I asked you. (laughs) Yes. I think for me, it's because Asta, in Asta's world, he doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, he has ridiculous physical strength, but he worked for that. So this is, to me, it's the fact that Asta doesn't have superpowers and is fighting in a world with superpowers versus in Jujutsu Kaisen, he does have superpowers in a world with normal people and, I, you know, obviously becomes this cursed spirit or Jujutsu sorcerer. But I think they're a little bit different and I like Asta's journey, especially with how he deals with, like, I don't have magic. Like, that's a huge thing to me of he always manages to stand up and he has not had those moments of like even in this last chapter where Itadori was like, eh, I'm kind of I'm kind of done. And then someone else had to come and like, you know, slap him like, what do you mean you're done? How about Rekka from Flame of Rekka? I like him more than Rekka. OK, then Yuji Itadori will go at number 44 below Asta from Black Clover and before Rekka Hanabishi from Flame of Rekka. And you get no input whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, I moderated, so that, that's yes. actually, that's that's the most input, is the secret. I'm aware. All right, that will do it for this week. Again, happy Halloween. If you are listening to this episode on the day it came out, I hope however you choose to celebrate the holiday, you do it in a safe way. I, I'm going to watch the, the sequel to that movie we watched like three years ago that I could not think of the name of right now. Happy Happy Death Day to you. Oh, that's yeah. That's what that movie is called. That's the, the second one is called. Yes. And maybe a Dracula movie, if I feel like it afterwards. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmert. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts, including It's a Gundam, an episode-by-episode watch-through of Gundam Sea Destiny. Next week, we will be back with Flame of Rekka, Volume 11. Yep. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everyone. Happy Halloween!